I'm totally awake, man. I'm well amped. <laughs> what are you awake for, James? Suit is filth. You did it. You did, did the thing. I didn't even have to think about it this time. <laughs> uh, before we start, a little bit of mini filth. Please. A little bit of mini filth. Obviously, I uh, had to bookend the uh, last episode with the trailer. Um, and the trailer has some bold state claims. That, <laughs> oh, really? That it, that it was made in uh, South America because that's where life is cheap. And that, uh, that four actresses in the movie did not know what they had signed on for. Uh, and as you recall, only one of them gets snuffed. As in they didn't recall signing up to act in, in a film because that would not. explain a lot of the acting and also why they repeated <laughs> one person as every actress. Maybe the other people just kept walking off a set. I also have a question, not even a question, just a comment on, like, obviously I listened back for the episode, but you were, you, you were making extensive notes all the way through uh, and you didn't know the names of any of the characters, but you knew that the tortoise was called Tortuga. Well... <laughs> Because of Breaking Bad, the Tortuga, El Tortuga, um, oh, with the head floating along. And also, they, I swear, they never, ever introduce anyone, which is the exact opposite oh, of yeah. this film, where oh, yeah. they name everyone in every scene, any given moment, they, they ne- they're name dropping. Willie. Willie. So much for Emily. <laughs> yeah. The Fosters. The Fosters. Man, I want... Oh, no, sorry. The Forest. The Forest. The Forest. What's the uh, police officer called? I want to say, like, Bill. Ben. Ben. Yeah. This is, like, the most amount absurd. of characters does I know. Does Absurd get named? Mikos. Wait, is that yes, a, he does. Absurd's name? Oh, yeah. Because uh, the, the priest, which I can't remember the priest's name. The priest. Padre, called priest. Yeah. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers. He's a priest. <laughs> I, I literally... I. Like, I don't know whereabouts it is in my notes, but I wrote down that he keeps holding his coat up the top. Yeah. And I think he might be a priest. And then in that very scene, the police officer walks up to him, opens it up, and it's like, oh, he's a priest. Well, there is a bit in that scene where he just, like, realizes that he's supposed to be holding his coat closed the whole time and kind of goes like that. Uh-huh. I just thought he was constantly out of breath from that first running scene. <laughs> and that is where we begin. That is where we begin. I'd like to point out that it is daytime, despite the ve- the very same scene when the little boy looks out the window. It is daytime. <laughs> and we have a man running, being chased by a breathless man who yep. seems to like stop every two steps, look around, catch his breath, and then run after him. It really is a miracle that he ever caught him. <laughs> this goes on for quite a while. So yeah, so uh, man running, man breathlessly chasing, and then we find Katia, who's been who's bed bound. She's got like a head in a brace. Did they explain why she's bed bound? No, because of the accident or something. Great, probably her dad's drunk driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yep, <laughs> fucking Ian. Um, you know and... all the names this time. <laughs> oh yes, it's the only time. And then she's um, she's obsessively drawing a pattern, and her mum's a bit annoyed at her for doing that, using this uh, compass to draw a pattern. Yeah, what she should get her is a spirograph. Uh, that's what I she wants to draw. 
what has actually happened here, James, is um, uh, Chekhov's gun. And I didn't ever suspect that we would see the fucking uh, compass yeah, yeah, yeah. ever again. No, no, I thought it was a throwaway piece. I actually thought that she had been obsessed with some symbol that she was drawing that was going to conjure something. Okay. So as she's drawing this, we see this dude um, running, uh, running towards the house, and he jumps up into the gate, goes mm-hmm. to goes to um, vault over the gates in quite athletic fashion, mm-hmm. and the uh, breathless, uh, mysterious man in black grabs his legs and impales him on the gates bikes. That'll learn him, and that stops him getting in. Except. It doesn't, because then Willie goes out to the door to find um, the dog who is called Blitzen. Blitz. It's called Blitz. <laughs> They're called down. Blitzen, and then they abbreviate it to Blitz. Wait, so you got his full name? I thought he was just called Blitz. No, I, I got, wrote, Why I got is the dog's dog full name. Blitz? And then I wrote Pitch Black outside. <laughs> yeah, and wow. then um, and then uh, this dude who got impaled on the spikes, who's clearly just trying to survive from this maniac killer in black. Yeah. Um, This dude approaches the door holding his guts in his hand. Like, that's never go, that's never going to end up well. Guts in in capital letters here. Question, did you recognize any of the people so far? No. No, not even the man in black chasing him. No. Question, did you? Yeah. Who is he? There's one person who shows up in this that we've seen quite a few times. Do you want me to spoil it for you already? Yeah. You know the motorcyclist that he strangles? Yeah. I wrote down his name uh, as Michelle Sovi? Michelle Sovi? Michelle Sovi. Michelle Sovi, the uncredited biker. Don't click on him. Do you recognize his face? I do now that I've clicked on him. Oh, because the picture on IMDb is him from Demons. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he's also in Pieces and City of the Living Dead. which No saw. way. Yeah. Brilliant. And the priest is from Pieces. He's the Dean in Pieces. My God, he has 29 acting credits and we've seen like four or five of his films. <laughs> Maybe we should just use his films as the list. As soon as he showed up, I was like, wait, is that the guy from fucking Demons? Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this 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 kid, this guy is cl- clutching his guts, and the kid doesn't seem too happy about that. And then we cut to uh, the next scene that is in the operating theatre, and this I found kind of weird. Like they were just kind of poking at his guts, and it was like what, what I what they were described like... as operation by numbers. And he's like four, two, five, one, two. And they're just kind of like poking at guts with maybe slightly different sized sticks. Yeah. I hope this is okay. Uh, they were just saying numbers. For, for, and the numbers correlated to the, uh, the utensil used to pick at his guts. But it like it would be like, pass me a five. Right, now pass me a three. And like like just constantly like poking at his guts. I yeah. had no idea what that doctor was doing. And I don't think I did, he did I either. I did write down that they requested 1.5 cc's of a fluid because yes. you had made a point of them always requesting always 50 cc's. Oh, 50 cc's, yeah. 
And I was like, God damn it, they finally beat me. But I don't even know if they measured that out because they just dumped a full needle they in They just dumped it. a full needle into, <laughs> like, that was just already in his arm. Yeah, you see it. Like, and to be, like, this film has like some okay camera moves and stuff. Like They're, they're tracking round and, and uh-huh. you see... Like it hasn't been done completely on on the cheap. They have they have some technology here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you see that on like mansions. the full track around. But yeah, you see the full track around. You see that needle in her in his arm. She like plunges it, and then just leaves it in there. Because I mm-hmm. guess, sure, time's money. Why take a needle out? You might. <laughs> I mean, what if you need to put another needle in later? That might save a bit of time, but fine. You can just pop the top off this needle and just pour stuff straight in. And then, um, oh, and then we kind of cut to a random scene that introduces a couple of elements for like characters um, that are going to come up later. So now we, we cut meet to um, the grandpa from Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, Sh- I have Sh- a question Sh- actually. Shaughnessy or something. Yeah, I have a question. You know Emily, who shows up later, is she also a nurse? Yes, she is the one. So she is also with a nurse. Dude. Yeah, Emily. Wait. E- yeah, Emily's the one that's been chatting with the um, doctor when they come out of the operation. So she's a nurse, and she looks after children in her spare time. No, she mentions that she has to go over to their family to take care of the the girl. Oh, because she's bedridden. Yeah, so she's Got, there doing yeah. her physio. And Peggy is just a, uh, a babysitter. Literally a babysitter. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought she was a babysitter and... And a nurse. And a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a shit gig. Yeah, but, um, a, current, but a current one because of our NHS mm, to do multiple yeah, jobs. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess, cool. I guess we need to now. Uh, so bikers bikers rock up and start driving around fucking Shonzi yeah the grandpa town drunk and horse and horses yeah um, and I like this scene because the police chastise the old man for having people in motorcycles yeah pestering him yeah he kind of like waves them off with what look maybe like a bottle of gin yeah <laughs> Uh, weighs them off and the cop's like if I catch you drunk one more time I'm going to throw you in the slammer yeah yeah. Hey, see um, and then they get a call that some shit's going down at the hospital and like everything's tying in it feels like everything was shot on purpose that maybe mm-hmm. there was a script this is a dig at snuff <sighs> yeah <laughs> and some other things that we watch <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they sergeant gets called to the hospital. We cut back to the hospital. Man, these intercutting scenes, they love them. Sometimes they don't go anywhere. I did write how, how much time passes because there is, there's a bit where the police guy interviews someone then goes to the hospital and talks about the person he just met and it's just like, how much time has passed Yeah, in this whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, like, I mean, I guess the pacing's all off because it feels like these things are happening like twenty minutes apart from each other. Like, oh, I just dropped this guy off. It's midnight. Oh, it's 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 morning. Hey, is that guy still there? No, he never turned up. What? Not in the last twenty minutes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's confusing. 
but yeah, so uh, we're back in the operating theatre, and uh, the heartbeat stops. He's dead. So now they're just poking at the at the guts of a dead man <laughs> for quite a while, and then they decide <laughs> to give him a dump of adrenaline. Like, there was a lot of suspense in this moment. Um, while well, they're just kind of like jabbing at his guts, <laughs> and then his heartbeat starts. Yeah. Um, so, as a doctor, you would have assumed that, like, you as a doctor, Lee, you would have assumed that your other kind doctors um, mm-hmm. would be happy that this guy's heart is back, right? Yeah, yeah. Or that we had done something right, that we yeah. brought him back from the brink as per our job. But no. But then as a doctor, I'd also know that. It's absurdly. But as a doctor, I'd also know that like picking at his guts <laughs> would like be doing nothing to help him. Yeah, after they've been hanging out for about three hours, I assume. Also, he had a pretty obvious injury. He had pretty obviously fallen onto a spike and had all his guts come out. Why did they do a brain scan of him? Why did they point. check his brain? It's a, a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon they like gave him a full body X-ray as well? Like, yeah, just to make it, sure. Could it be a broken leg? As <laughs> While well, he did well? here, just give him a full tune-up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is like the million-dollar man. He just he keeps running. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what that show is about. Uh, it is about a man that runs forever, uh, constantly being chased by a priest. Oh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, okay, so the blood coagulates quickly. We've learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've le- um, we've learned that like uh, the dude comes out and he's like, "It's it's absurd. He shouldn't be healing that fast." And 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 she's like, "You should be happy. You did everything." He's like, "I no no. I didn't even have a chance to massage his fucking heart back together. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to reach inside his stomach and pull his heart out." <laughs> Like, how high was he going to go? He would have been elbow deep at that point. <laughs> That's the way to get the guts back in. Yeah, exactly. So he's yeah. it with little sticks. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then she mentions how she's going to have to go over to his house at some point. But I don't think we know she's Emily at that point. Okay, yeah. That, um, that was so confusing to me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, and now... The, I guess, so I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A man got called to the hospital. So the sergeant then went to the house where the initial call was made. So mm-hmm, the sergeant mm-hmm. is now at that family's house. And he's like, no, I'm no doctor, but I don't think it looks good. They say he won't pull through. He's, he's toast. His guts were out. Yeah. But he's, he's no doctor, but he doesn't, he doesn't. It doesn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be a doctor to know that when a man comes to your door with his guts on the wrong side of his intestinal wall, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a good sign, as you know. Also, I Keep didn't go inside. So that, I think I didn't clock at some point that that massive house was the same place because they're in the kitchen when he comes in, which means that absurd, I'm going to call it absurd, walked in their front door and then went all the way to their kitchen and then came in the kitchen. So he tr- he trod guts all through the house. 
oh yeah, but this house has like a magic cleaning ability. There's never any blood on the floor for anyone to see at any point. Uh, it's probably all the like alcohol on like low shelves that children can reach. There's probably a lot of cleaning products everywhere as well. Mm, 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 that makes sense. Uh, Will, Willie's walking around children. slugging bleach and he keeps missing, <laughs> cleaning the floor by accident. <laughs> He's slipping on all the other bleach. And then absurds dragging bodies around, mopping it up. <laughs> um, so they give a bit of backstory here about Katia's... Well, they don't really, but they they essentially say that people, like other people know about Katia's injuries or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just, there's a lot of talking in this film and there doesn't need to be. Like, if there was half the amount of dialogue, it would have been a better film. Mm-hmm. But I get that. I guess it's harder. It's harder to say fewer words. I mean, I I take issue with some very dumb things that the story does. But overall, I thought there's actually a gem in this film. It's just the concept is so good <laughs> they have misused it <laughs> bizarrely at points. Like to jump ahead when the police are like, we're understaffed and we need help from the police chief, but I can't bother him because he's watching the football. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, there's an <laughs> unstoppable killer walking around your forest town. He'll have my guts. He'll have your guts. <laughs> oh. uh, and th- yeah, and there's lots of strange encounters. So then... Um, so I think after he's he's interviewed the the family, he then drives back and then catches the priest who calls the Greek or whatever. Yes, because he he stops him. He's walking down the road, and he stops him and asks for his driver's license, even though he's walking down the road. Yeah, but he's walking <laughs> down the road clutching his chest. So I assumed he was still out of breath from running. Um, <laughs> and he claims that his automobile colla- yeah. uh, broke down some kilometers. Over yeah. this way, and he's like, "Huh, you're clearing up from around here, eh?" Yeah. Um, Why can we address the fact that this entire village is made up of really big mansions that seem to be connected by forest areas? Well, he There's did no, say like, we're a small town, but we're very, uh, but we're quite, um, we're quite spread out. Okay. Yeah. So they they address that. Okay. Which is quite nice. I yeah. also thought, uh, you know, when that motorcyclist stopped to have a breakdown. I thought he was going to stop, go for a piss in the woods, and Absurd was going to pull his dick off. <laughs> and then swing him around. Because <laughs> that would have been... Absurd. Absurd, Jane. You did it. You got it. Uh, that would have been demonic. Night of the demon. Nightly demonic. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, so there was a a really annoying thing with this and I've underlined it when they get in the car as he's opening the door and climbing into the car the car starts oh really yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> like six seconds too early and I'm like why, why did you do this this has some classic dubbing in it where people are emoting verbally more than they are physically like when the kid's calling to his dog yeah he doesn't look like he cares but he's screaming and some points, even I think with Willie, it's especially bad. But I think, like, at one point he made a noise, but he was just laying there and didn't actually move his mouth. 
Also, at one point, I was like, why is this kid so heavily invested in soap operas? <laughs> <laughs> soap operas and football games, and he clearly doesn't understand the weight of either of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a really weird scene. There's a lot of weird scenes, as per given our choices of late. So this way we find out that the sergeant is called Ben, and he's chatting with another woman, and he's been given like some trousers, or another nurse, he's been given some trousers, and he's just like handing, handling and toying <laughs> yeah. the evidence. He's not putting his hands in the pockets. To, he's like, there's no money in here. And he's just flipping it around. Yeah. And, and then he pulls a out a Greek here. coin. Yes, he does. I made a note here that um, uh, in a lot of these films that we watch, the leading men aren't very conventionally attractive, but seem to have much gain when they're well, talking It to definitely women. does not stop him from flirting with this nurse. And the nurse is literally says he he's like oh, uh, she says something along the lines of I wish you would, yeah, come see me. And he's like, well, commit a crime, and I will, because he's that dedicated to his job. <laughs> but he also says to her like he's like, what was this guy like? He's like, oh, Greek coin. Hmm. My I stopped a guy that was Greek today, and she's like, he says, what was this guy like? And she says, he was huge not my type at all and i'm like <laughs> this is such a strange way to describe someone don't unlike tell me what your you, sexual preference officer. is <laughs> <laughs> unlike you police officer who at some angles looks like robin williams yes it's like the love <laughs> I, so i was thinking that and then i saw in the comments someone had said it looks like a love child of robin williams and um, quentin tarantino and i'm like did someone actually write yes, that yes <laughs> oh my god no one <laughs> It's that scene where he's he's grilling the um the the priest yeah, priest yeah yeah and, and I'm like he looks just like Robert Williams <laughs> crazy well, you probably can't see it here in the notes but I've written unconventionally attractive and then Robin Williams beautiful um, but he is not attractive I mean he's he's not ugly he's just unconventionally like uh. You probably don't remember because it was so long ago, but Ian in Zombie Fleshy is with his perfect comb over. is not a conventionally attractive man, but has a mad game with the ladies. Yes, he does. I feel like this is potentially writers yeah, write, think, writing their, their wants and into screen. Uh, I feel like when there's more Mediocre budget, they hire more attractive men, leading men in, our, in, the, in these films. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So where do we go from here? Uh, I have maxi pad dropped on floor. Nurse gets pre-drilled hole. Oh, and I have massive pauses in doctor's delivery. Did he forget his lines? (laughs) 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 This is what they're chatting about him. And he's like, and then if we look at the, the thing, and I'm like, I'm like, is this like in Friends where Joey talks about smelling the fart acting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is our first kill, right? This is our first kill. I've got some can issues I, with the kill. Can but... I talk about all the kills that I have issues? I have issues with all of them. So we're led to believe, which I think, again, better concept than it is delivery, that every time he heals from a wound, he loses more of his mind and becomes more aggressive and angry, is what they sort of imply. But for someone that's such an aggressive, killing machine, unstoppable monster, he uses such elaborate 
contraptions <laughs> to kill people. It does. Takes, uh, to one of them, which we'll get to near the end, takes a while to work. He has to physically hold that person down. There's a while to get there as well. a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's definitely for not someone, a mindless killer. Like For someone that is the heat of the moment murderer, knows his surroundings well and uses exclusively machinery, except for the one guy that I thought he was going to rip his dick off. And he likes to, um, he likes to kind of display bodies as well. Yeah, which is, a, I guess, a classic slasher thing, right. which actually yeah. predates slasher films, which is weird. Huh. Wait, this does. Well, this, this oh, is, no, it doesn't. This is 1980. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, no, that's probably just Nick from Halloween then. Yeah. Because uh, um, Matt Myers does that. So, yeah, so he, um, he kind of wakes up and grabs the nurse um, and then, like, grabs this, this little drill thing and it cuts to a shot of her neck that has a puncture hole in the side of it. Okay, and, I and have, like a I curly already, head, have, black wig, and she's I got like written, straight brown hair. I have written pre-drilled hole, so yeah. I'm glad you spotted it too. <laughs> but, you had to get that in the specific point. But I think the issue is is that they must have shot the drill coming out the other side first, and then did it going in because when it came out the other side, there wasn't a hole. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you idiots. <laughs> it was. It still would have worked the other way around. It doesn't work this way. But like, but her, yeah. the wig is completely different. The color, um, and the hairstyle is totally wrong. But yeah. and also like, every time something is drilled or impaled, like the structure isn't quite right. I mean, there's flesh. a bit later on where um, I think I mistakenly thought. I'll just say it right now. When the babysitter gets a, a pickaxe to the head, I mistakenly thought that he had hit her once and retracted, and then she just sort of stood there and was like, oh, and had blood pouring down her hat, head. But when I rewound it, the pickaxe is behind her head. So I think it's implying, because when you see her body later on, it's embedded through her head and sticking out of her neck. Yeah, I think it's implying that he's hit her and it's stuck in her head, but it's clearly being held just behind her head <laughs> and has not impaled her and she just looks like she's just standing still after being pickaxed through the head and just t- like standing there being like uh oh well uh, we've learned with brain injuries in this film that it takes a while for you to stop reacting yes <laughs> um, so yeah so she gets drilled through her neck and then out the other side or through mm-hmm. her he- temple I think it was but it looked like a neck Oh, maybe it was simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where I'm saying, like, it looked like oh, wait, this kind on. of flabby neck material. So, yes, it was definitely for her temple because I remember thinking her eyes should be reacting to this, but she's just, she, what, what, she has the look on her face as if she has received some bad news. <laughs> she's like, oh no, this has happened. But she's getting a drill through her eyes. Well, this is like the end but scene as well. It should be like, like they're going mad, but she's just like, "Oh dear, I oh no." Yeah, it should be like, an ele- being electrocuted. It should be being electrocuted, not coming home and finding an electric bill on your. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, I've not got to pay this now, fuckers. <laughs> I shouldn't have left the drill on. <laughs> and now we end up wait, patient 
massive. I've written casually escapes hospital in bloody shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. He just walks out, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh wait. Oh wait. We missed a whole bit. We missed we? a whole bit where the priest arrives at the. Um, well, the priest rocks up. Oh, in the he hospital, wakes up and sees the priest. And he yeah. looks through the door, and yeah, and and um, absurd monster um, sees him Wolverine. and reacts. And then, like this black guy in the hallway, just kind of pulls out, is holding a pistol, and just waves on uh, the priest. Uh, he's definitely. A he's, he's definitely a cop. But yeah. at the time, I'm just like, why is this dude just waving a pistol at him? Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> you can't be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, then you end up, like, there's an awful quick call in, like, the detectives in the police uh, department. And then we At go to the interrogation. At not outside a barn. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> They're inside a building with one desk at the front and one desk at the back. <laughs> and only one camera for a scene. I think I wrote down that everywhere has really, uh, the, it, the film looks nice. But everything's a bit too brightly lit and everywhere has white walls. And every shot is like really wide. Yeah. <laughs> I think though later on that may be to show off just how tall this guy is. Yeah, he is pretty tall and threatening. Mm. Um, uh, so so then we've now got the, um, the uh, interrogation scene where he says, so you decided to come to a hospital to get your car fixed, eh? <laughs> Classic line. <laughs> Uh, which is great and then at that point Thelma gets her head drilled in okay see so all of this is kind of happening at the same time because he says I remember the priest being like uh, I will explain everything but I want the doctor that was looking Uh, after to be here that's later is it? yeah at this point he's saying nothing his lips are sealed man Um, so then the police find the dead nurse and then the police start hunting for the wounded man who's just like running around. He's just like running through the town. The police are driving around. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, then they're chatting in the police station with him, with the priest. And the priest says, um, there exists a reality that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, there, there's a reality where that nurse is dead and I can see it right here. Classic. That is a classic improv robin williams line uh-huh i mean they, they keep trying to make like profound statements in this and it's just falling flat every time. i am who i am i am who um actually i was going to change my name to that on this i forgot <laughs> that's blasphemy james get out <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not a jackal <laughs> um so then yeah then he says like we'll I'll explain that you won't believe me if I explain to you. So um, get the doctor to explain it. So they go to see Dr. K- Kramer. Yeah. I think like um, Frasier. Seinfeld, James. Seinfeld. Yeah, close enough. Oh, Dr. Dr. Kane. Oh, wait. Well, oh no, Kelsey Grammer. No, yeah. Kramer is from Seinfeld. Well, they've never seen Seinfeld, so. Well. And our three cultures, mostly. So yeah, so they explained that his brain got bigger after the operations and mm-hmm. that every time he was wounded, his brain got bigger and he's immortal. Mm-hmm. And the priest serves God with biochemistry. This is where they figure out that he's a priest. Yeah. 
And he says that I serve God with biochemistry. A classic priest job. Yeah, and that the priest kind of made him. Is that where it comes from? Yeah, the priest, the priest made, made him? him, and then he, he was an experiment, and he escaped the lab. I think he accidentally got infected. Did he escape the lab in Greece or escape yeah. the lab? He escaped the lab in Greece, and then he was, and then he was killed. Oh, so uh, he pulls out a Greek newspaper with. I actually this guy to look up Greek writing to see if it was Greek, which it was. It was, uh, but the, the director just like stuck a, a photo of this guy over the top of an article. Yeah, um, uh, and he said, "He's like, oh, what does it say? It says Mikos is killed by rifle. That's how you learn his name, Mikos." Okay. So yeah, so he was shot by um, trained marksmen, and he fell into the sea and died. But they never recovered the body. Mm-hmm. So I guess he, he fell into the sea America. and then just like drifted, like finding Nemo, all the way to Australia. America. And the priest found him somehow. Yeah, and he wasn't like rotty. And also, there's no sea here. Yeah, like if this was like a seaside is. town. Fine. The film started with him washing up on the sea. Yeah. Or even seeing tracks coming along the sand or something like a hint that that might have happened. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just like this priest has flown over to America. And how the hell did he know he was there? How, how could he attract him? So this, we, this leads into a good scene, James. This, um, this is when we find out that his weakness is you have to destroy his brain. Yes, his, which his, leads his to, brain is the only point that doesn't regenerate. You need yeah. to destroy the cerebral cells. The cerebral cells. Yeah. There's cerebral. a lot of science talk in this. Yeah. Uh, but this is where Absurd stumbles across a butcher. And I wrote down that it turns into a mini... Jackie Chan film because the butcher starts using his surroundings to throw at absurd. Yes, and then and then instantly the guy's just walked in, instantly rushes to his coat and pulls out a gun and starts pumping him full of lead. To be fair, the guy walked in, picked up a cleaver, and yes, started swinging at his head a few times. Oh yeah, and he's then like he ran like Jackie Chan and then throwing yeah. fucking. And he did some good head. dodges. Yeah, he like threw the barrels down, and absurd kind of looked at it like. Fuck! How do I get over this? <laughs> <laughs> like the like tallest man I've ever seen. <laughs> this obstacle is absurd. <laughs> uh, how does he finish off the butcher, James? Well, he picks him up and slams him down on the table, and I believe the impact of that shattered his skull. Oh wait, no, 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 no! no. He finds he's a butcher, so he has lots of butchery tools, yeah. including like a bandsaw for slicing up beefs beef and hams and he yeah he drags him head first into this bandsaw and it's it's done well one thing it's one thing I, one shot his head is the wrong shape yeah he has an extra egg on his head so that they can show <laughs> maybe it's swelling so that they can show like him actually there with the bandsaw on his head yeah there's one thing i would have liked in this is a few more chunks to be coming out Oh, definitely. There was a bit of brain in there, though, which was nice. Okay. That's but good. yeah, I know what you mean. It was a clean I, cut. I like the... Um, or like at least the... to come down to, like, the top of his mouth so his head split open. That requires a hell of a lot more prosthetics than they would I, be able to I do. I honestly wish this film had more budget for that kind of shit, because this, yeah. this is what this film was lacking. And if it had that, this film would be a higher rating for me. Yeah, totally. 
Um, but one thing they did nail throughout all of these kills so far is the color of the blood. Oh yeah, it's, it's so much better. It's so not much better than orange. No, or pink. It's better than most of, most of the films that we've seen so far. Yeah. So yeah, so he gets slammed on the butcher's table and his head is carved up like ham. Yeah. And it's a lot of screaming. Like it goes on for a while. Oh, it's a very all slow death. Slow and brutal, man. Unless it's a clean pickaxe, the skull. Oh, true. <laughs> but most of them, he he draws them out. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then we cut to the um to I think this is the bit where he's like, oh, I can't call up the detect, I can't call up the sergeant because or whoever it is because he's watching the game and he'll have my have my head. That and it's like some of the weakest script I've ever heard of. I I literally stopped while I was watching it. And turned to Joe, and I was like, like you, you, I know you don't care about this, <laughs> but this film I'm watching right now, the logic is they can't call for reinforcements to stop this unkillable man because there's a football game on. But isn't it like a college game or something? Yeah, it's like <laughs> my favorite bit is when the rich family all meet up to eat spaghetti and watch it. Like the least practical <laughs> food for watching sports. <laughs> And not looking at what you're eating. Yeah. There's a great line here, which I can only hope is in the trailer. And I hope they put it in here for the trailer. And it goes, so this is the team then. A priest, a detective near retirement, and a rookie cup. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be in there. It's fantastic writing. I've got he is a creature of evil now. Oh, and also that he gives the priest not only a car, but a gun. But he asked for a just gun. Just well, he's a priest. You can trust priests. Just because you wear... There's a bit later on when he... there's a little boy running down a road and a... and a car pulls up and you're like, first of all, stranger danger. Then a priest gets out and you're like, Jesus. And, and there's a willy and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, mean, I literally have priest meets willy, uh-oh, written on my notes. <laughs> um, yeah. So now we come across the bike yep, scene, is which is really demons. weird. Like the bike is just it? like drive one way down a road yeah. and then turn around and drive back. Yeah. And one of them stops I and then has like assless stopped. chaps. I thought maybe he'd stop to like go for a piss or something, but he'd stop because his bike broke down. It didn't do that. It just stopped. He stopped yeah. it, got off and was like, why isn't this thing starting? But did but you it, notice he had absurd. like ass padding? I didn't notice that. So I was watching he had like a push. saddle on his ass. It, it, at first, I was like, is he wearing assless chaps? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of those bikers were uncredited. Yeah, and apparently had, they were their own bikes. What? They, read their, they rode their own bikes. There was two pieces of <laughs> trivia on IMDb about this film. <laughs> Yes. See, we've both done our awful, awful research. To be honest, I finished watching this about five minutes before I, I started this call. I watched it over a few hours yesterday because it was a busy day, but I did enjoy it. Uh, okay, so uh, this is why I wrote down that that's the guy from Demons. That he's choked out, although when you see his body later on, he looks like he's been fucking skinned or something, like the Predator had done it. I said that he was squatted on to death, because you didn't actually see any choking. 
Yeah. But yeah, so like he kind of POVs over to the biker and then he gets hit by some, he gets hit by the car. Before he kills the biker. Yeah, he gets hit and run. Yeah. And then the biker comes over to check he's okay. And then um, Mikos grabs him, or Absurd grabs him and flips over and then just like sits in his chest until he dies. Yeah, yeah. Death by Snooky. Or Snoo Snoo. Snoo Snooky. Same thing. Death by Snooky from fucking Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah, or as I know it, by um, Snooky from South Park. And then I've written down, stay home and watch the game. What is the deal with this fucking game? Yeah, um, okay, so yeah, so... Oh, and the very, I'm sure you know it's the very bad keying on the TVs. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But but Willie comes home and he says, oh no, Willie's dad is there. And he's like... Willie's dad just so happens to be the guy that's just run over absurd. Yeah, which I really thought was going to loop into something else later. I thought it was going to be that he worked in the lab that helped him, but then I realised now that's in Greece. He's just some random guy, but also I love the bit where he randomly tells his wife that he'd run someone over. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, yeah, I killed a guy earlier. Whew. That really escalated. <laughs> so uh, what were we having for dessert? He's like, she's this like... Spaghetti was, this plain spaghetti was great, but like... <laughs> she has something of flavour. For... <laughs> a substance. <laughs> and, and after that bit, he fucking goes on... Um, so he's like, oh, yeah, I, she said, oh, was that, that guy okay? He might be hurt on the side of the road. And he's like, oh, no, I just brushed him. Yeah, yeah, I just brushed past just him. He fucking rolled entirely over your head, entirely looked, over your car. He looked the sort of man that could heal from any wound, as long as it wasn't <laughs> cranial. <laughs> I only took out his legs and spine. He probably <laughs> did the same to his daughter. Yeah, it was probably him. Because she, even she knows something. She's like, I've seen that look before in your eye, Daddy. Like, are you all right? <laughs> so it's like when you hit Willie with a car. My notes here are, why is the remote so fucking huge? And then I wrote, no wonder their living room is so big. <laughs> Everything scaled proportionally. <laughs> why isn't the TV thin? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the plasma? What um, kind of house do they live in? A, a big country house. I'm that assuming it's like set office. in America, but it's clearly filmed somewhere like maybe Greece or Spain. Well, because of all the Greek-looking actors. It's a good guess. Maybe Italy? There's two mysteries here. Why does uh, the young girl have an adult woman dubbing her? But the other mystery is Peggy. Is she Irish? Because there's a couple of times in the film where she's just like, she's like, Stop that sniffling. Oh, the boogeyman gone get you. And then later on, she answers the phone. <laughs> and she's like, hello? And, and then the woman's like, oh, how's, how are my kids? She's like, oh, I just bought them to bed. But then has to no be sure, other... To be sure, Has no other... Everything else she said... I was, didn't pick up on any Irish. I just assumed... I, I just thought that she was a bit of a... Like a bit of a townie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so... Um, Willie hates watching a TV show and he has like the worst tantrum in the world um, and then gives up immediately. The daughter is chatting with the dad and saying that he looks worried and he's saying it's about work, but it's actually because he just killed a dude. And then I think there's a, so there's a reminder, I think, oh, the detective's driving in the car with the sergeant and he goes, yeah. And the, and the, hey, Sarge, is it true only headshots will kill him? 
Who is that in Adolf? Thanks, Sherlock. Do they think the audience isn't following the plot? I think so, because they keep calling up at different points to remind us (laughs) (laughs) that only a headshot can kill this guy. So I wrote down, before the film ended, I wrote down a score and I said that there's a lot of good ideas in here that it doesn't follow up on. One of which was that I thought potentially that the uh, girl who was so like bedridden would defeat the uh, the guy who's indestructible, which would be like, oh, that's such mm. a good juxtaposition because she can't move and he's indestructible and she defeats yeah. But then I was like, oh, but none of them know about this important thing about shooting him in the head that gets told to everyone. Yeah. And then obviously, spoilers for the end of the film, she is the one that kills him. But she but, doesn't destroy his brain. No, because I was because when she, I don't want to I don't want to describe the ending shot yet. It's so good. <laughs> but when she does what she does, I was like, what, what if he just heals back up though? Well, also, just like grows a mini body like Groot. Or like if she'd left it next, <laughs> if she'd left it next to it, and it just reattaches. Oh yeah. Also T-1000. Hoping, another thing that doesn't it doesn't really sort of pay off on. She obviously to jump ahead of it, stabs him in the eyes and he's blinded and trying to hunt her down. But she has no idea who this man is. So she doesn't know that his eyes could heal back. But they never... But they never do. It. Yeah, they never do. His eyes are just fucked. But maybe his eyes are connected to it. Well, wait, wait. Your eyes are technically part of your brain. Well, I mean, technically everything's they part grow, of your brain. No, they grow out of your brain. They're, they're connected. Well, maybe so, his eyes wouldn't heal then. Yeah, maybe. All right, let's get right back on track. Sure. Hey, Sarge, is it true we've got to shoot him in the head? Well done, Sherlock. <laughs> wow, we just what delivered it so much man. better than them. What a script, man. Yeah. Um, and then I've got, they keep driving down the same road with that, with that, fire, that, that fire hydrant. Honestly, they, they ran oh, really? past it earlier when like, he ran along the road and then they drove past a second later. It was that shot. Mm-hmm, they're, they're probably like to swing back around but use it again later so i've put here i don't know if you picked up on this that the parents go out right <laughs> but then they say whose car do we take and the mum says we'll take mine because it's in front yeah so they take her car yeah so how did he get his car behind her car they've got his car two driveways or oh, they've got a looping driveway, probably. It's a big mansion, okay. so you drive in, drive out. Well, they need but his car I there for down, a reason. <laughs> what did you I, write down? I wrote down, the dad cannot time his goodbyes. Because oh, they're like, see you later. And she starts delivering a line. <laughs> she sa- he starts talking back, and then the dad realizes and says bye in the middle <laughs> of lines. I'm like, awful. He has to just run a guy over there, James. And I did clock... I clocked this and then I saw it in the spoofs in IMDb uh, when they're sat in the car having a chat about how she doesn't want to leave her kids alone and he just doesn't give a shit. Um, they drive away and you see two of the, of the crew reflected in the car window. Oh, really? I like as well I, that they are so close to the house that they could look out the window to see what's they going drove. on. And they drove, yeah. And the kid doesn't know how to get there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, stupid kid. Fucking So weird. there's a lot of references here to the fact that Peggy can't leave until Emily gets there. And why is Emily so late? Emily's always late. Why is she uh, late? 
Uh, oh, she's walking through that really rapey path. Yeah. I also wrote down, from a distance, I wrote down Emily, Mrs. Doubtfire. Because from a distance, she looked quite butch. And I was like, is that a man? <laughs> oh, but- this makes sense. Because at this point, I didn't know this woman was Emily. But you yeah. now cut to a scene of a woman who cannot walk. And she <laughs> she, she trips just- over, just walking. <laughs> she just collapses to her knees um, on a path. So just to check, there was one spoof on IMDb, which is that you can see the crew in the car. Yeah. Whereas in this scene, she's slowly walking, trips up, gets up, runs because she's spooked by something, then runs into an old man who then gives her her lighter and says, you dropped this back there. Yeah. So he but he's in front of the lighter, instantly teleported in front of her. But then, then he gives her back a lighter and there's a, like, the jump scare is that is that audience, she's bumping into someone the audience and it get, could be the, the killer. jump scare and she's also she doesn't know there's a killer about yeah but there's a jump scare there which is for the audience because we know there's a killer about right and it just the, it just turns out he's just a kind old man who gives her back a lighter or he's a weird kind of old man because then does why next. does he evilly laugh maniacally cackles like, <laughs> like it makes no sense. Like, and just as she's turning her back, but also yeah. in that scene, and I find actually quite a few times in this film, they decide to throw in a POV from yeah. the perspective of the killer and also sometimes the perspective of the victim. And I'm like, there's no consistency here. And sometimes like, the perspective of the oven. <laughs> or, or a bush. <laughs> You get like voyeuristic shots when there aren't people around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so bumps into the drunk cackler. Um, Mikos finds the car that hit and run him. I wrote Wolverine finds the car, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and how the fuck did he track that down? Every house is so few and far between, except the fosters that live directly opposite five miles away. Also, what, what are the chances that he keeps showing up at that same house? Hmm. That's the second time he's been there. Yeah, maybe it's the only... Like He's like, oh, this is familiar. I'll follow this route again. I remember this place... He doesn't want to get lost. <laughs> this place has guts, man. <laughs> Had. Okay, so... Uh, now, Willie throws a tantrum. Yeah. I don't Willie know fa- why. I just got Willie tantrum. He throws a tantrum uh, and then goes to see his sister. Oh, and, and then... Um, Peggy tells him about the boogeyman. And that he was there earlier, which is convenient. Yeah, and the boogeyman will eat you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, his sister's a good sister and says, no, she's she's full of shit. Go get me and water. And then she bitch. says, I'm thirsty. Go get me water. Yeah. Because she can order people around. And then uh, Blitzen does not like the door. No. So he's like sniffing and growling around. So Peggy unlocks it and then also, leaves it unlocked. Blitzen isn't a very good dog because he he knows there's something out there and then rushes straight <laughs> out the door. No, you while, lie. He does not of, rush. He while, meanders. <laughs> <laughs> while Absurd is standing next to the door holding a pickaxe waiting for someone to come out. Yeah. But she gets a call from um, the kid's mum checking up and making sure everything's fine. She's like, yeah, yeah, they're fine. 
I made a point to note that people seem to be going to this big house to watch the football and eat spaghetti, but also use this person's phone. Why would you go to meet all your friends and have a get together and then spend a majority of the time chatting to someone on the phone? Because some of the quote unquote suspense is that one of the women is on the phone for ages. Hugging the line, yeah. Like, why? <laughs> You're at I, I actually fast forwarded through that because it annoyed me. <laughs> um i think they were there for the men to watch sports and these women don't get along so they're calling their other friends and family beautiful but yeah now blitz and blitzer or whatever blitz and goes out the door and he walks away so slowly yeah well peggy is like blitz where, where are you going no come don't Walk faster if you're going to run away. I couldn't get you. Oh, okay. I'll step out to try and... Fa- oh, no. She's absurded in the head. She got absurdly pickaxed. Uh-huh. And she bleeds absurdly. Which he must clean up because... Because when Emily the doctor turns there. up, she doesn't notice it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's used to finding blood everywhere. She notices the door is open, but she doesn't notice there's blood everywhere. Yeah, and, and that the and that the family pickaxe is missing, <laughs> the heirloom. And at this point, um, the detectives find the bike that's just still mm-hmm. stood there, and the dead biker. Now, I assumed that we were going to get like um, an Arnie thing, where he like takes his clothes and bicycle. I thought he was going to take the motorbike, and then yeah. I thought that'd be so weird if if he's riding a motorbike. Yeah, because yeah, he's giant, and that's like a. a like a 30cc bike and also he's supposed to be just like a thing of pure rage now an instinct that like he also knows how to ride a motorbike and operate an oven yeah it's quite nice that he didn't do that that he just walked along yeah um so now emily finds the open door and she walks in and you get a lot of suspense i've written friday the 13th part four jump scare (laughs) i've written willy attack Um. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it is that. It's um, it, it's that exact Friday the Thirteenth jump scare. Um. Yeah. yeah. The kid surprises her wearing a mask, holding like a a pole or something. And then we just keep cutting back to the the forest, and now they're eating their spaghetti, and he's just yeah. like poking it. And then Peggy wants Willie to go watch the game. Yeah. And then at that point, the detective calls up, and she's like. So you know your colleague? Yeah. He's been brutally murdered in this horrendous fashion. You really would have hated to see it. It says your butcher and boyfriend (laughs) on a motorcycle. (laughs) It's just like the way he describes it. It's really not breaking it easy. And she's just like, oh, that's awful. And then he goes through and describes everything about, everything that we've learned about this killer in quick succession. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, that can't be possible. Okay, then. <laughs> so now we've been confirmed again that this guy coagulates quickly. He's got something, something. You can only kill him by destroying the head. Fine. Great. Good. She knows. She hasn't had to figure that out. I guess one thing in like zombie films is they always have to, everyone has to figure this out. Mm-hmm. You knew the first time, but I guess yeah. they save time so they could fill it with filler conversation. I do really like that in the very next scene uh willie sees absurd in the house 
And for some reason, Absurd keeps letting the kid get away. But he goes and tells Emily that the boogeyman is back and in the house. Mm. She's like, why don't you shut up? Yeah. And and, just being told that there's a killer on the loose. Yeah. And also this dude, like the kid that runs down and finds him, like... Saw him earlier. He's so chilled out. He's so chilled out about this. Because like... yeah, because there's a dude covered in blood right behind him, like Blows. trying to grab his head, and he just like ducks under him and walks up. And he's like, "Hey, um, the boogeyman's back." <laughs> cool. So oh, wait, this is down, checks this it is out when he was calling there. for Blitz, and I've written Blitz, 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 vintage dubbing. This is the scene where he's shouting <laughs> to Blitz, but it's not. It's just like Blitz, Blitz. <laughs> the video is Blitz. <laughs> yeah, and then Absurd is literally standing next to him and reaches for his little moppy head. Oh, I forgot. As, as well as summarising all the plot points up to now, um, we also now know that they are in the North Quarter and that the other murder happened also in the North Quarter. Yeah. So tensions are rising in this household. Again, when a child appears and says the boogeyman is back in the house and just were told yeah. there's a killer there and also she knows, that, she knows that peggy's missing she knows that peggy because she asked about peggy she's like what happened to peggy because she's trying to piece it together yeah she's like, the door was open what happened to peggy she was like oh she went to get me a drink and didn't come back and she's just like huh weird oh, and then yeah. the kid comes in he's like the boogeyman she's like oh weird yeah and then the during... are not connected uh, it's fucking idiot horror logic like, sort your life out, actress. Or character. I mean, um, the logic when she discovers is even better. When she just throws the kid outside and it's like, run. Yeah. <laughs> Be free. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, all the lights go out. And then I guess the parents are watching. Like, radio. Oh, we don't need to worry now. Turn that shit up. On the bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, nice. we don't need to worry. They've all gone to bed. We're good. And then, uh, then Ian <laughs> professes that or proclaims that he um, killed a guy. Yeah, just in casual conversation. Yeah. Kids are going to bed. Oh, good. I hit a guy with my car. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, it, that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Come, then, doesn't the mum try to call him but can't get through? Yeah, and we know why. Because um, Peggy then runs around to turn the lights on. She turns mm-hmm. the lights on, finds pickaxed Emily. Sat getting Mate. a thrills on a. You were doing um, so drive. good. You were doing so good up until then, and you've just flipped at Peggy and Emily's name. Ah, <laughs> really? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emily finds pickaxe Peggy. Yeah. There we go. Straight through the head, like out through the neck. Yeah, and it looked really nice. Yeah, yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. And then she runs back to call call on the phone to call yes. the police, and he's like. No, you do first. The line's cut. That's why you can't hear anything. Yeah. Um, so then she decides to send Willie out into the dark. And she says... He's like, I'm, he's like, I'm afraid of the dark. Please don't. And she just throws him out the door. And, and she, he doesn't he, know where he, to go. He's so like, he you know where they live, outside. right? She says, you know where they live, right? He says, yeah. He said, well, run there. He's like, well, I've never gone there. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and then she locks him out. And yeah. yet he just kind of like stands there and slowly walks off emotionless because he is a terrible child actor. 
and then seen from every one of his tantrums he does he definitely does leave later because obviously the priest finds him but at this point he comes back into the house yeah so at this point um uh she starts like there's so much suspense as she's dramatically walking the halls for about 10 minutes and also by the way the score in this is like halfway between a traditional italian horror and um yes so (laughs) it sounds like yes it's just like it's like it's it's prog rock with a heavy synthy keyboard it's always slightly the wrong tone for each scene yeah yeah so slightly like it's not completely out it's just this isn't the right song to be using here I'm while she's sure. walking around to the house to like wow like <laughs> 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 yeah emily gets up and finds where are we no she stalks the halls and then she finds katia and then yeah. locks the door and then Mikos finds that door almost immediately. I've written shining moment. Yeah. Wait, yeah. no, wait, no, that's later on. No, that's later, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so he, this he point, goes to the door, but then uh Willie yeah. comes back. So he's trying to break down the door, she's pushed the um sofa up against it, and then Katia starts the beginning of her marathon sprint of <laughs> unbounding herself. <laughs> she is buckled thinking, and bound to this bed. I was thinking one of the Fire? most more like, fire <laughs> she's I, dead I, well i was thinking that like um it's really brutal that like we don't know what's happened to her she's obviously had some sort of spinal injury and all you need to really fuck her up is just a good shove <laughs> and you could potentially like cripple her yeah and, like when when episode gets hold of her he like fucking chucks her around and he stuff, just and shakes like, her that's... spine yeah but i think he brutal. like i think he snaps her back into place because she picks up her strength like, really quick up. after yeah, that yeah. <laughs> so yeah so uh willie then breaks back into the house because he's a fucking idiot yeah and then mikos gets dist- or absurd gets distracted and runs down to uh to, to kill the boy yeah but for some reason he doesn't and then when when Emily gets down there, she just sees Willie stood there covered in well, it looked like sweat, but I assume it tears. It's just done yeah, poorly. I think, tears. I think he's crying really like bad, yeah. Yeah, and he and for some reason do, he doesn't mention to Emily that Absurd is right next to him. So as Emily runs in to oh. grab him, Absurd like grabs Emily and chokes yeah. her out. So in this bit as well. Willie runs to his sister's door, which is locked, and is trying to like be like, "Come, let me in! Come, let me in!" Yeah. To his bedridden sister. Yeah. That he um, doesn't know has started her arduous task <laughs> of slowly unscrewing herself. And my God, her arms must have been really fatigued because she just, <laughs> she cannot work those buckles. Either um, that, or maybe she's been like, maybe she's had her hands whipped so many times when trying to unbuckle her restraints. Uh, so follows a fucking brutal, <laughs> brutal. Uh, I want to say kill, but obviously it's not a kill. No, it's a very a torture. Close, it's horrendous. So he grabs Mikos, grabs her, carries her to the kitchen, opens the oven, and tries for a <laughs> while to shove her head in it. And then like well, gets her head in, and like turns on turns on the flames. 
Yeah. And then it cuts. He doesn't, bre- he doesn't breathe there. the oven. He does it while she's inside. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does. I was like, what's he going to do? Gas her. But then obviously when the flame came on, I was like, oh, that's brutal, man. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought maybe put the gas and then torture. They turn yeah, yeah. it on, like once it built up. Um, but yeah, but like it then cuts in between um, the stupid kid actor being like, let me in. Oh, you said, oh, why won't you let me in? And then her like frantically fingering at her buckles. And then um, this. <laughs> then this we watched a different film. Man. <laughs> then this woman's face getting redder and redder. It's brutal. That's <laughs> such a horrendous. And her hair burns off. And like, well, then she, her, like, well, her well no, because she gets really blistered. Yeah, she yeah. gets really blistered, but her hair is totally fine. Yeah, until the next bit. Where until the next up. shot where it's all burnt off. But just think about the concept of that, man. Like, your eyeballs would cook. Yeah. Like <laughs> Slowly roasted. Low so and slow. <laughs> He's probably got on, like, 100 degrees just so it's... With fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, then Willie gives up because his sister, he could tell that his sister's almost there. So he he's gives just, up and runs away. That she's strapped into a bed. <laughs> and then he, he runs to the kitchen, I think, or right near the kitchen to slowly and awfully climb out a window. He can smell the cooking and he gets hungry. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> Pig cheeks. Um, and then, yeah, the Mikos senses him and realizes eh, Emily's probably dead. Yeah. Goes to kill the kid, but we're not allowed to kill kids in this film. And then uh, knowing, Emily knowing that she should stab him in the brain to kill him, stabs him in the back of the neck. Yeah. No. That, that, that was a mistake. If he severed like... his spine, would it stop him? <sighs> Maybe not. No. Yeah, she she fucks that up big time. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she stabbed in the back of the head. Bye-bye time. He, um, so he pulls out the scissors and turns around and, like, jabs her in the neck. So yeah. And her face at this point is, like, a roast ham. She basically Friday the 13th part ones him by coming out of nowhere with a cooked ham head. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of Friday the 13th references in this. Yeah. Uh, I seem to remember Absurd dragging her body down. Yeah. Down, like, down to hide it? I don't know what Yeah, he doing. likes to hide his kills. He does that a lot. Okay, so this is where we get the shining moment. This is where this film starts to wrap up. Yeah, so now... Um, uh, now, what's her face? Um, Katia has finished unbuckling, finally. Yeah. Um, she re- she gets to the door, but I think it's locked, but she doesn't really make an effort to try and figure out how to open the door. She just leans against it and kind of pours at it for a bit. Yeah, classic. And then, yeah, he hears Johnny's her and punches a hole through the door, which why didn't he do that earlier? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then move the sofa out of the way. And then we've got a very cool scene here when... So he gets in and she reaches over and grabs a compass and starts stabbing at his hand when she's holding it, um, holding her hair. Mm-hmm. Does he just smash through the entire door? I can't remember how he actually got in. I think so, yeah. Great. Do you, <laughs> want, to, do you want to take this one? Well, I seem to remember him chucking her down, which I was just like, oh, that's a bit brutal, man, because <laughs> of her spine. And then yeah. he reaches for her and she 
positions the compass perfectly and jabs it into both of his eyes. Yeah. Which is brutal. At first, I was like, man, she only stabbed him with the pencil side. That's yeah. weird. And then I realized he's just stabbed out both eyes. It's horrendous. <laughs> and then he starts doing, um, what's the film with the eyes and the palm of the hands? Oh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, he starts Pan's Labyrinthing her. Yeah. As she's like crawling around the floor. Actually, she kind of looks like that as well. Hey, maybe they were inspired from this. Yeah, so he starts Pan's Labyrinthing her around the room. And mm-hmm. to be fair, like it took her like a good couple of minutes to get out of bed. And now she's just kind of moving with relative ease, shimmying along the floor. And she sneaks over to the record player, turns it up to Max. Which fills cassette the play. whole house with yeah. music. That would be so annoying. But they would have had to have run her over. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, maybe that's why he replaced all the music with like operatic horror scores. <laughs> <laughs> to teach her a goddamn lesson. <laughs> But he took out both fucking eyes. Also, what what house are they living in that has like Scooby Doo knights in armor? Yeah, I mean, and, you had and to hall- get the Scooby Doo hallways. There. Yeah, you had to get the axe from the front cover in there somewhere. So it's in the fucking uh, that there's a suit of armor that she accidentally knocks over, right? Yeah, that's he's holding a giant sword, and then they just propped up an axe on his elbow. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> and now, um, this is where I may have un written down the Disabled Olympics, Haven. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut all of this <sighs> and play it back at double speed. <laughs> and then this is where... The, um, and, so well, we have she, Marco Polo been, here. We have Marco Polo, where he's... the music. But he's blind and deaf. But it still manages to follow her entirely everywhere she slowly walks. Yeah, and yeah, she's recovering from a spinal injury, so she can barely stumble around the house. And he's swinging his arms around. Like, honestly, if she crouched, he would never find her. But I guess she can't crouch because she's got a bad back. True, yeah. Maybe that's why. But yeah, so he stalks her around the whole house until she gets to a dead end. Because I guess her parents, everyone locks all the doors in her. They were like, we need to make sure it's a dead end just in case she ever unhooks herself from the bed. <laughs> yeah. We need to make sure it's she will be dead. We will kill her in this house eventually, <laughs> one day, <laughs> when she's strong enough to fight. Um, but she survived, and they invented the crystal maze instead. <laughs> yeah. And then she ends up like pinned into a corner, um, and this dude like sweeps his hands over her head and misses her. Yeah, and then what happens at that point? Does she? So the uh, bef- just before Willie was running around out in the street, and the priest fa- finds him. Yeah, priest finds Willie. So that means the priest busts in. Yep. And... Yeah. 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 Well, Mikos finds like Mikos bumps into her and grabs her head and starts choking, mm-hmm. ragdolling her, and the priest shouts, "In God's name!" And then he's holding a gun, but he can't shoot, I guess, because he doesn't hurt Katia. Yeah, maybe. So he throws Katia on the ground and then starts choking out the priest who can't figure out how to use the gun that he's holding that he requested. He's like trying to put it under his chin or something, I think. Well, he's trying to kill himself. No, like underneath <laughs> Absurd's chin. 
the priest is like, I'm out. Seriously <laughs> sees him. He's like, what happened to his eyes? And then Katia, who now has the grace of a ballet dancer, just <laughs> starts strolling around, bends down, picks up a, a heavy old axe. Yeah. And runs over and swings it at his neck. And he I, just kind of looks up. Like, he just huh. sort of sits there and takes it. Like but 10 also... yak swings to his neck. And he's just like, are you done yet? <laughs> also, I think as well, this was done in slow-mo, but filmed at regular speed. Yeah. <laughs> it just looked, it flowed weird. Yeah, it did. But, so this Maybe is it was too to heavy final, for him. This is leading to the final shot, James. Oh, and also at that point, it cuts to a couple of different, between a couple of different shots of her and the blood spatter. Is it's so bad in every yeah. shot. It's really, really bad. <laughs> um, so now we're outside and we hear sirens, and the dad Ian has rocked up and he's like, "Huh, sounds like someone's coming in." We're like, "Well, yeah, there are sirens rushing up your driveway." Yeah, yeah. And he's at no point he's like, "I did run over that guy," <laughs> <laughs> and just leave him there. And there was a witness. There was a clear witness at the time. Yeah. And then, and then Ben starts, uh, not Ben, sorry, Willie starts mentioning like the other, the boogeyman or the other guy in the house or something. And they're like, what guy? <gasps> Katia. And then they see Katia and they say, Will, she says, Willie doesn't need to be afraid of him anymore or something like that. Well, she says, you don't need to be afraid anymore. Yeah, that's the it. Boogeyman is dead and then holds up his bloody head yeah and she is like a like carrie style covered in blood yeah like because I, I thought that she would have asked him a question and then mm-hmm. she'd come out the front and be like oh you don't need to worry about the boogeyman and then he would have regenerated but no she had cut his head off carried it outside to the police and presents and it like, like freddy versus jason <laughs> I don't know if they're trying to imply that maybe she's the next evil. Yeah, I kind of got, I thought maybe that's moving to her, but then maybe she's just proud she can walk again. And then it says the end. Yeah. And I don't think there were any credits in the version I watched. I don't know about you. Uh, I don't think there were either. I don't know if there were credits. I mean, there's a lot of uncredited people, but there are credits. I looked them up because I fought the priest. I recognized him. Um, so, yeah. So, that's the film. Uh, overall, I didn't think it was that bad. No, it's fairly enjoyable. I, I, I do feel like it's a wasted opportunity. And I like the concept so much that, like, I feel like there's, you could do shit there. I'm obviously... Um, there's that weird, like, uh, satisfying thing of seeing in films where people with regenerative powers get fucked up and heal, mm. which this film is lacking. Yeah. Because um, he does get shot a couple of times, and, and when you see him in the next scene, he has no bullet holes in him, but the shirt has holes in it. Yeah. I feel like with a budget, this film could be a lot better than the score I gave it. Um, but I didn't hate it, and I would happily watch this again. And by a director of porn and um troll 2 troll 2 is legit garbage yeah. i know it's like comedy that it's so bad but it is legit awful whereas yeah. this was and good. he's he's also done a lot of porn 
But I don't know if Troll 2 has the problem with that some of those actors in it were English-speaking. So. Oh, my God. He did a film called 20, 120 Days of Anal. Uh, <laughs> that's weird, because the pick for next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Absurd in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my score. Right. 2.5. Mate, I gave it a 3.5. I think with a little finesse, this could have been a 4. Yeah, a, I a think... A second pass on the script and some better effects, this could have been a 4. I think it, it needed honing. It needed reducing. They didn't. They shouldn't have just gone with the first draft. Yeah. Um, they should have cut out... Like, how long was this? Was it like... 90 minutes, I think. 98 minutes. Although I did watch it over three hours. Yeah. And it felt like it. Yeah, it did. It really did. And I feel, I feel, I feel yeah, this could have been a 60-minute film. It's just weird, like, location. Set in a, vill- a town that there are no houses next to each other, except they are next door and they drove there. Like, Yeah, what is really weird on? coincidental meetings throughout, like, strange yeah. characters that don't really get explained but just appear earlier so they can appear later and also it's a town yet all the characters we meet all know each other because they're all the same family essentially or they work for the family yeah and we meet everyone multiple times like there's no one that we meet once yeah and the granddad was set up just to have a jump scare later on in the film (laughs) yeah (laughs) the friendly cackle cackling drunk for the caliber of some of the stuff we've seen on here, it really wasn't that bad. No, I was quite happy with it. Yeah? Yeah. I had a fun time watching it. Uh, I was sat here watching it, and uh, Joe was sat next to me, because I said to her, I was like, Look, you ain't going to watch this garbage. Joe sat there not watching it, because well, she's she was, she was talking to her friends via like, Skype or whatever, and she just looked over and saw a butcher getting his head sliced open. <laughs> what are you watching? You're like, you don't know about this podcast, do you? I was like, it looks absurd, right? <laughs> ah, you demon. So for next time, James. What are we watching, Lee? I did a little bit of uh, the old uh, research to see what we could get our hands on because of the old current world crisis. Mm, mm. Uh, and this, this is a beauty which I've seen before, and I seem to remember being okay. I had it on one of those Volta Horror DVDs, you know, those black cover ones with the yeah. skulls in the top. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, and we're, we're going back to a bit of zombie action. Ooh, what year are we? I'm not sure, but it's God called Zombie it. Creeping Flesh, and it's an Italian one. Oh, I've seen, I've seen that listed, and it's one that I've wanted to watch. I seem to remember it being a complete rip-off of Dawn of the Dead, being set in Africa. And also having Goblin doing the music, just like Dawn of the Dead. Zombie Creeping Flesh. It's definitely 80s. It's definitely Italian. Uh, Zombie Creeping Flesh, 1980s. It was also called Virus. Yep. And it was directed by Bruno Mattei. Who I believe did Zombie Flesh Eaters 3. Potentially. And... Wait, Terminator 2? No. Wait, sorry. Not Zombie Flesh Eaters 3. It's called he's, Zombie he's 3, known Zombie for, Flesh Eaters 2. He's known for Shocking Dark that has the title of Terminator 2. 
beautiful. And double target and strike commando. It looks like, and rats, night of terror. Oh, rats, night of terror is a different one, which I also had on for the horror collection, okay. which is a post-apocalyptic film where the rats are barely in it. And it's like, why is this film called rats? Yeah. Well, this guy also um, disguised his name in this. There's a lot of like ghost directing. So he's, he's in this as Vincent Dawn. Beautiful. Um, well, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. I seem to remember it being good. Sweet. Fingers crossed. Fingers um, firmly crossed. Yeah. And my uh, battery has just come up saying my Mac will sleep soon unless it's plugged into power outlet. Which is perfect timing for you to say the ending. Say this filth. Beautiful. <laughs>